0: Hey hello there top fans it's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry again we've got Sarah in the clubhouse this afternoon good afternoon Sarah.
1: Hey how are you?
0: I'm doing great thanks for joining us. Uh, Sarah comes to us as a different fan than what we've had on before and I'm gonna let her talk about that in a second but as usual, I've got to do our Top Fan Rivalry shameless plugs. Please, by all means, follow us on Instagram at, or at Top Fan Rivalry as well as Twitter. And also follow us or subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, we have our YouTube channel up. It's, it's doing awesome. So enough of the shameless plug. Let's talk baseball, Sarah. I'm excited to have you in the clubhouse.
1: I'm excited play. to be here. Let's have some fun.
0: Yes, let's talk it through. Okay, first question. Favorite team.
1: New York Mets, obviously. I'm a Long Island girl.
0: Long Island girl, she's got to be a Mets fan. And those of you New Yorkers, that means that if she's a Mets fan, what is she in football? Jets. Okay. All right. You can't uh-huh. get those confused. For those They of you rhyme Yorkers- for
1: a reason.
0: <laughs> for those of you New Yorkers that are listening to this, go, you better, she better say Jets. She better say Jets. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Great. So, Tell me why, besides for proximity, Mm -hmm. tell me why you are a Mets fan. Give me an experience or two that you've had.
1: So besides the fact that growing up, every game was a Mets game on TV. I was lucky enough that my grandfather had season tickets to Shea. And before my sister and I went to Sleep Boy Camp spring, we went to a game every week. When we came back from camp, it was the same thing. And there was traditions. You know, you'd you'd go right to our seats and they would always like dust them down for us. My my grandfather's last name was Goldhaber. Mr. Goldhaber, welcome. How's the family? You girls got so big. We never really changed sizes every week, but every week we somehow grew, right? Instantly, we got hot dogs. That was very important because that was where I learned hot dogs only have mustard. There's no such thing as ketchup on a hot dog. And whoever told you that is not a real New Yorker. (laughs) Then right after a seventh inning stretch it was you got to have your ice cream in the plastic little like cup you had that little hat cup and you guys brought that home which my mom somehow they always disappeared because they were really pointless to bring home but every kid loved them mm-hmm. and then on the way home my grandfather would sit there and go okay what do you remember from this inning can you walk me through that play and even though we were like two little girls we had so much fun we wore our t-shirts and our jersey and we had our men and it was just the energy and Shea was one of those stadiums that you felt the history whenever you were there. I know all the Yankee fans saying like Yankee stadium was the best place in the world. <laughs> Give me a break. Okay. I'm sorry. If you did not have to walk down that crazy ramp after every game, you don't know what it means to be an old school fan. And oh. if you're a kid doing that, you can get through anything, but being a Mets fan, it means being family. Yeah, and that's what it was for me. It was going to the games with my grandpa.
0: So now, going to games with grandpa. Let me just, as a sidebar, let me ask you a question about Shea versus Citi Field. Which one do you yeah. prefer?
1: As an adult, looking at it from a experience night out, Citi Field has a lot to offer. I mean, there's a reason why it's voted best food within all the ballparks every year. You right. can have a true event at City Field, and it's a beautiful place for the memories, a sentimental. For me, it's Shay because of my emotions towards it. But I think City Field is one of the best just sporting arenas in the country, even outside of baseball alone. Okay.
0: I love it. I love it. Okay, so Mets fan, I love I, and I tell this to top fans all the time. Whenever we're doing a clubhouse, and and they tell of an experience, it's always grandpa or dad or. And what I love about baseball is the family aspect of it. It brings families. Absolutely. Right. And so, all right. So we know your experience. Now tell me your favorite player.
1: Currently it's Alonso. Okay. I mean, you got to stay loyal to your team. I'm not going to pick someone that's on a Mets player, but, okay. and I'm going to, this is probably going to be your next question, but why do I like him so much? Sure. It's his attitude. The fact that he's truly become part of the community. And that's what being a Mets fan is also about. You can point out another Mets fan from across the room. There's something about you. You just and you know the team, you know the history, you make the same jokes. <laughs> we all know, like we don't just say the last time we won. Like we know, but hello in 2015, we got pretty darn close. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think
1: a lot, I think Alonzo is kind of like. He is a good player. He does work really hard. You can see he will power through his injury, whether or not that's positive or negative from a fan perspective. You're an athlete. Go play.
0: So I, I have to tell you, I agree with that call. I picked him to win the home run derby this last year, and some of my buddies are like, "Oh, this person." I'm like, now nah, Pete's got this right." And I love the way that he just he just laces them up every day. There's not a lot of question about, you you know, you're going to get 110% out of Mm them. Then he's going to go home, you know, and come back the next day. You're not going to hear about him doing anything crazy or anything like that. He's just a good dude, it seems like.
1: I also like to see in the dugout, he's always talking to everyone on the team. Always.
0: Yeah.
1: He's going over plays with teammates. He's talking to the coaching staff. He's getting into it with the fans. That's what makes a fan love a player.
0: It
1: right. doesn't make baseball a little different than any other sport. You know, I mean, I'll compare it to football for a second in the sense of fandom. I mean, you love the team. You love the team, right? Okay. They, they do well. They do well. They frustrate you, whatever. But most of the players are kind of all on the same level, except for the quarterback gets the most attention publicly. Let's, let's just call it what it is. In baseball, you really have to kind of decide who you love and why, because every player is going to get attention from the media because every player has a certain responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, I now granted the Mets are really highlighted for their pitchers, especially with the last recent years, and that might be a little unfair advantage, but This guy is never not talking to everybody else and not trying to work through things with every other player. And you never hear him say a negative thing ever, or no one ever has a negative thing to say about him. So for a team that's especially going into the next season, going to be having a lot of things changing. I got to vote Alonzo. I got to say, you know what, dude, keep at it.
0: So I, yeah, I love, I love your analytics to that because he's, He's the type of dude that, like you said, that's the guy you want. Now, let me take you a step back. If I said all-time favorite Mets player. Mike Piazza. Just, okay, do tell. Because <laughs> being a Dodger fan, you know this. I, I mean, come on, do tell. I mean, I got to ask.
1: So, Mike Piazza was just like, you know, he's the Sinatra baseball. He's, of baseball. He's he's just the guy. He, you know, I hate to bring up some, you know, sad things, but like the 9-11 game between the Mets and the Yankees. And when he like tipped his hat, you know, it, it brought, you rewatch it, it brings you to tears. He became the Mets. He became Queens. He became New York. He treats everyone with so much respect. When he got inducted into the hall of fame, the, the speech, how he just said, you know, I was part of every team I was a part of, but New York was his home. Mm-hmm. If he walked into City Field today, they would, what can we get you, Mr. Piazza? Do you want to play? We can get, you know, we'll change the roster <laughs> for you. Yes. You know, he's, yeah. he's the pizza man. Yeah. That's all there is to it.
0: So out of all the Dodger memories that I have of Mike Piazza, I will tell you this. In my mind, Mike Piazza is that home run after the 9-11 game. That's who he is, right? To me, though, he had a great career with the Dodgers. He's not a Dodger. He's a, he's a Met. And and he really earned those stripes that day. When he hit that home run, that, that turned the country around. That was bigger than baseball, right? Yeah. And when you listen to – so I don't know if you've seen the MLB Network um, – uh, they do these different specials, but they did yeah. one on that game and they had a couple of guys. I think uh, Franco was there mm-hmm. and a couple other guys that they were interviewed.
1: Yeah. It was for the 10 year anniversary.
0: Yeah. They even said straight out that it was bigger than, than the game. And so I love it. All right. Yeah. Alonzo and, and, and Piazza. I love it. Okay. So now let's talk ballparks. Where have you been?
1: Well, obviously I count shy, even okay. though it's no longer with us, uh, city field Yankee stadium Fenway, Citizens Bank, and Rogers Center up in Canada. Really? Yeah.
0: Really. Okay. So you've been an East Coast girl. You stayed on the East Coast.
1: You know, not by choice. It's kind of just how it happened. Um, You know, I would say my my goal is to make it. You know, to all of them, right? Like you want to see everything, but a lot of it's also like timing. How much time you have in places? Are they even playing? I was. I was in um, St. Paul, and we were for a wedding. we were gonna go get tickets to a game. Well, they were playing, just not there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. But I will say, there out of the parks I've been to, I hate the Red Sox, but there is something about Fenway Park. You know, you you walk in, you're like, okay, I do get it. I hate it, but I get it. And although, like, I'm going to get heat for saying this, I didn't think the green monster was that intimidating or that big. Like, I don't know. I, I didn't okay. really understand. I was expecting something a little bit more intense, just a green wall. Yeah. You know? Okay, sure. But, you know, Yankee Stadium, I hate. Uh, <laughs> I hate it i'm sorry if I, can't get easy, if I can't get easy parking there it's just not fun for me to want to go
0: cross town rivals <laughs> i love it
1: <laughs> uh, no but um I, yeah i have a lot more stadiums to hit though that's for sure
0: so what's your favorite one that you've been to so far
1: has to be city Fields. Yep. um because it combines the traditions of shea with this modern world that any ballpark or stadium actually just needs to make money. I mean, sports is a, is a business. It's an industry. If you can't have concerts there, if you can't have festivals there, you're, you're kind of screwed. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, look at Barclays Center for a prime yeah. example. They're failing miserably. They their deal with the Islanders was garbage. But also, the building was never built for anything. But really concerts, it's not even good for basketball. If you're a sports fan, you want to hear fans cheering. The acoustics there, you can't hear what's going on across the way. So why would you want to go to a game and have that energy? It's perfect for a concert, Mm -hmm. but you need to build every arena for all things. You can't just build it for one thing anymore.
0: Yeah, I've had that conversation a bunch with with buddies of mine and saying, hey, if you own a team and you own this field – You've got to do something. You're only there 81 days a year. Or what are you going to do with the other 200 and some? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so um, did you go to Fenway and take the tour or did you actually go to a game there?
1: Both. I was lucky, actually. My, the sleep Boy camp that my sister and I went to, they did for when did a certain age. For four summers, you got to go on a cool trip. So for two of those trips, it had to be Toronto and it got to be Boston. So I got to see my two arenas, two parks that way. So it was, I was like that weird girl that was like super excited. i trips like, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, <laughs> this is what we're doing.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I've got, we've done that tour. My wife and I took that tour once um, in Fenway and I was surprised at how small the visitor's locker room is.
1: It's so small. But also as a sports fan, I respected the hell out of that. Yep. When I when the Islanders played at the Coliseum when I worked for them,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: visitor's locker room had the lockers on one side and the showers on the other. Do you know how funny it was to watch these guys have to schlep all their stuff back and forth, although a lot of them just run across, you know, with maybe very little of the coverage. And they were they hated having to use that locker room. Hated it. Because it wasn't a full locker room. And I used to laugh my you-know-what off watching these grown guys who are making millions of dollars with their little shower counties across the way. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Having to watch Sydney Crosby strut around in his yellow Crocs was the highlight of every night for me. Oh, awesome. And also, I hate, <laughs> I hate the penguins, so that's kind of why. But that's a whole other conversation.
0: That's a whole other conversation. We'll have another one this is awesome yeah the um yeah i uh <laughs> i was surprised because it was a true locker room right yeah i mean it wasn't set up for all these things like these tv monitors and everything it was you show up you dress you leave right Yeah. so and some of those guys like i was thinking of how small those lockers are how did frank thomas fit in his locker
1: i great difficulty
0: sideways maybe
1: you know, he could do like the whole, like, headbutt thing and then just slide his way in like this, go. you know?
0: Yes. Oh, I gonna remember this locker room conversation. This is awesome. <laughs> Best thing ever. Okay, so bucket list. Tell me about bucket list. Where do you – like, if you had three or five ballparks that you wanted to go to, what are your next ones that you want to go to and why?
1: I don't know if I could pick, honestly. Because, okay. like, for me, it's – I want to see them all. I think if I were to, like, try to narrow something down – I would love to be able to go to every single, well, not every single, I'm not crazy. If if money wasn't an option, if money didn't matter, I would go to every single world series final game. And I'd want to see the energy in each like ballpark and be a fly on the wall. Now I will go to the Mets one that just to clarify, I don't care where it's going to be. Like that's a separate conversation. I just want to be a fly on the wall and experience the support for the teams in that place. I want to feel the energy. I want to see what the ballpark is like. What do they do for the fans' experience? That's also one thing I will say I was shocked about in Toronto. They put so much into the pre-game. Like, the fan experience is great there. There's always events and concerts. I never thought Blue Jays would do anything like that. I kind of thought baseball was an afterthought, especially because they haven't enclosed. So it was a very... I was... Pleasantly surprised by that. And honestly, like that's what I want to see in each ballpark. I want to from take with my fans and from my team. I love that sports bring people together. I used to live in London and I worked in sports there. And that was where I got to see how it's not just it's not what the sport is. It's just sports in general. You think baseball fans are crazy? You should see a rugby match. I mean, it's a religion.
0: And that's what's so exciting about it. Yeah. Sports, sports brings people together. And like you say, sports, it does something to you. Just I, I, I was trying to describe it to somebody the other day. And I was trying to say, you know, when I have a rough day at, the, at work, right, and I want to release, I want to watch a sporting event, right? Whether it's my team in hockey or baseball, it gets a release for, for an hour or two hours, and if I can do it with some of my buddies, even better. Right.
1: Absolutely. A couple I beers, wings, pizza. Oh, I mean, I'm just trying to put it all together
0: here. <laughs> You're gonna make me hungry. You're gonna make me hungry. <laughs> on the West coast, it's just past lunchtime and I skip lunch. So okay, I can have coast, an early
1: dinner in a couple couple minutes, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. On the East coast, you got, you got early dinner. Okay. <laughs> so we got the 2022 season. We still don't yeah. know about the CBA. Um, there is slight rumors that we might not start on time. Um, you know,
1: but in a COVID world, we you know we're we're kind of used to none of our seasons starting on normal time, right? You know, right. It's fine, it's
0: fine. Yeah, we're 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 not used to yes in this COVID world, but it's it, we may not start on time. We may lose a couple of games. Um, yeah. Assuming that all goes well, 2022 for the Mets. What are you looking forward to? What is what's your excitement level for your team?
1: Well, the excitement level is really high just because of the new leadership that's been brought in. I think at this point, as any Mets fan like to say, we want to see the money being spent properly and what's really going to invest in the correct talent. um, On a selfish note, I'd like to see a lot less injuries. That'd be great. Um, Drink your milk, boys. Keep your joints, you know, nice and healthy. We'd all appreciate that. But I think you know, you get to a certain point with every team where you know a lot of it. You you can nitpick each thing, but I think for the Mets, it's really this new leadership is going to be the biggest determining factor. It starts at the top. Um, You know, if you want to compare it even a little bit to the Jets this season, although people are like, well, the Jets didn't get far this season. Well, they have a brand new leadership. You kind of have to give it a season. I'm not really expecting the Mets to win the World Series this year. I expect them to adapt to learn was like under this new you know regime, and you know stay a little bit healthier throughout the season. That would be great.
0: Health health is a big deal, right? In 162 games, health is a big deal. I mean, keep in mind I'm a Dodger fan. It's Clayton Kershaw hasn't been healthy for a full season in a long time.
1: I would also like the MLB in general to kind of see how the NFL and the NHL, I guess we can throw in the NBA, but to be honest, I don't even really count them as much of a league these days, but they no. say that out loud. Um,
0: no, no, not at all.
1: They, I hope they can look at how they've handled the COVID protocols because they've stopped. They've definitely both have struggled and MLB has the benefit where they get to kind of see the mistakes of those seasons and work around them. I think, would, I think the, te- the the teams need a little bit more structure with that. I think we've seen that in the other, like, I mean, the NHL has been a mess. The NFL, I, who even knows what each player is doing. So, yeah. and I don't even think it's, I don't look at it from a political standpoint. I look at it from, it's gonna, it, it's like basically being injured. You're out. You, no one wants yeah. players out. So figure it out the best way possible so we can have our normal rosters playing the game.
0: Right. And and don't take nine of your boys to the club um, and all get COVID. So you guys have to sit out like 12 days, you know, like this last season, right? Probably not the best idea. Probably not the best idea. I
1: was going to not bring that up, but you did, so. (laughs) Hey,
0: you said that's the first thing that, and trust me, when you're looking at this, how fair is that to your opponents? Right. And
1: yeah, it. you know, this is our new normal and I'm kind of under the impression we kind of have to just adapt to it. So be, don't be stupid. Like if you're not playing right now and you know that, and like you still have a couple of weeks for a spring training, if you want to go to the club, go now. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. If that's what's really like,
1: really like important to you, I mean, I think if I if COVID taught all of us anything, it's cherish. By the way, you can see my cat in the background here. He always has to be involved. His name <laughs> is Bogey. He's named after a golf term because a bogey means one over, and he won me over.
0: There you go. So sports
1: that's is great. everywhere here. I love um, that. But you know, in general, you you have to really cherish every relationship that you have. So you know athletes out there if you really want to go out and meet a new girl every night by all means just don't give the rest of the team covid
0: yeah that's okay exactly be able to play the sport that you're being paid millions of dollars to play
1: yeah that you know we don't as a female we'd all really appreciate it
0: (laughs) there you go (laughs) there you go well sarah it's been great having you in the clubhouse and and we need to get you back in we've got some discussions coming up soon that i would love to have you a part of it would you be willing I'd to come back? I love out?
1: that. Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Now tell us, tell us what you do. I know you have an Instagram account, but
1: yeah, tell us what you do. You can follow me at Sarah S A R A H underscore Holzberg H O L Z B E R G. I am actually the CEO and co-founder of QuickFit, which is a customized styling and shopping app. So follow us there at underscore QuickFit Q U I K F I T and you kind of watch our journey. We actually today just announced our rebrand. So we're really excited, worked really hard on it. And we're hoping to be live in the app store in a few months. We're going through beta right now. It's a really exciting time. And like I say to people all the time, I'm the tomboy that loves fashion. Fashion and sports are my life. They're my love. And I get to do it every day. I'm also a freelance stylist. You can follow that at the sarah style program all are linked to my main instagram account and if you ever want to talk sports with me well you know how to find me
0: there you go we love it we love it well sarah thank you so much for coming in the clubhouse and talking with us um you have been one of the most energetic people that we've had on and the most knowledgeable and i will never i will never think of Sidney crosby the same Um, (laughs) ever again every time i see him on the ice now i will never think of him the same so. Totally going
1: to get some
0: like Pittsburgh hate mail after that. <laughs> something like that. Right. But you know, we haven't done a Pirates <laughs> podcast yet. So I'll deter the Pirates fans when I'm doing it say, you might want to not check out the Mets one for right now. Um, yeah, just, yeah.
1: Just pause on that for a hot yeah. minute.
0: <laughs> exactly. So Sarah, thanks so much for your time. It's been great having you in the clubhouse um, and join us again.
1: Thanks. Have a great weekend.
0: You too.